Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales. This is a LibriVox recording. Recording by Sam Isaacson. Part 1. Chapter 22. The Necessity of Purging Away All Tendency to Venial Sins. As daylight waxes, we, gazing into a mirror, see more plainly the soils and stains upon our face. And even so, as the interior light of the Holy Spirit enlightens our conscience, we see more distinctly the sins, inclinations and imperfections which hinder our progress towards real devotion. And the self-same light which shows us these blots and stains kindles in us the desire to be cleansed and purged therefrom. You will find then, my child, that besides the mortal sins and their affections from which your soul has already been purged, you are beset by sundry inclinations and tendencies to venial sin. Mind, I do not say you will find venial sins, but the inclination and tendency to them. Now, one is quite different from the other. We can never be altogether free from venial sin, at least not until after a very long persistence in this purity, but we can be without any affection for venial sin. It is altogether one thing to have said something unimportant not strictly true, out of carelessness or liveliness, and quite a different matter to take pleasure in lying and in the habitual practice thereof. But I tell you that you must purify your soul from all inclination to venial sin, that is to say, you must not voluntarily retain any deliberate intention of permitting yourself to commit any venial sin whatever. It would be most unworthy consciously to admit anything so displeasing to God as the will to offend him in any wise. Venial sin, however small, is displeasing to God, although it be not so displeasing as the greater sins which involve eternal condemnation. And if venial sin is displeasing to him, any clinging which we tolerate to mortal sin is nothing less than a resolution to offend his divine majesty. Is it really possible that a rightly disposed soul can not only offend God, but take pleasure therein? These inclinations, my daughter, are in direct opposition to devotion, as inclinations to mortal sin are to love. They weaken the mental power, hinder divine consolations, and open the door to temptations. And although they may not destroy the soul, at least they bring on very serious disease. Dead flies cause the ointment to send forth a stinking savour, says the wise man. He means that the flies which settle upon and taste of the ointment only damage it temporarily, leaving the mass intact. But if they fall into it and die there, they spoil and corrupt it. Even so, venial sins which pass over a devout soul without being harboured do not permanently injure it. But if such sins are fostered and cherished, they destroy the sweet savour of that soul, that is to say, its devotion. The spider cannot kill bees, but it can spoil their honey, and so encumber their combs with its webs in course of time as to hinder the bees materially. Just so, though venial sins may not lose the soul, they will spoil its devotion, and so cumber its faculties with bad habits and evil inclinations, as to deprive it of all that cheerful readiness which is the very essence of true devotion. That is to say, if they are harboured in the conscience by delight taken therein. A trifling inaccuracy, a little hastiness in word or action, some small excess in mirth, in dress, in gaiety, may not be very important, if these are forthwith heeded and swept out as spiritual cobwebs. But if they are permitted to linger in the heart, or worse still, if we take pleasure in them and indulge them, our honey will soon be spoiled, and the hive of our conscience will be cumbered and damaged. 
but I ask again, how can a generous heart take delight in anything it knows to be displeasing to God, or wish to do what offends him?